The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Online reviews, friends. They're everywhere from products to restaurants and travel destinations and a there's a good chance you've written one or read some. Yeah, I certainly have, but uh, we're learning that more and more of these reviews are like are oh. likely fake or false. So what do you do about that? Donna DeMond is a marketing and social innovation expert with Calgary's Mount Royal University. She joins us on the phone now. Hi, Donna. Hi. So I have to, you know, uh, I know when uh, Jaylin reached out to you in her email, she said it's a topic that we like here on the show, and we do. It comes up often because reading reviews for me has always been a form of entertainment. It's a pastime for Andrew. It, it is, and I love the reviews where people complain there was too many Mexicans in Mexico or... Too much sand on the beach. Yeah, or there was fish in the sea and that sort of thing. But I do take notice of the really bad reviews and the really, really good reviews with an eye for what you want to talk to us about today. So how bad a problem or how big a problem is fake reviews? Well, uh, I think it is something that we're... I'm not sure that it's increasing, but I think it's something we're noticing more as consumer behavior is changing and we're looking at those reviews before we make a purchase decision. But I think what's happening is there is some of that, but any reputable company will not be, you know, would not participate in that. Because, you know, as you say, these one-off reviews, you know, they can be at extremes, but there's going to be a trend. And it's so easy for all of us to, you know, put to submit an online review that, you know, even if it is a paid positive review, you'd likely see the re- the truth coming out very quickly if, so, if consumers had negative experiences. So you think that those false reviews are becoming easier to spot? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, because, again, my wife and I love going through these reviews, but one of the things we often look at is we will look at, uh, say, TripAdvisor. So somebody will say, well, I held my wedding at this resort, and... Uh, this happened and this happened and I'm very un- uh, unhappy with it and I'm very angry with it. And uh, then we'll look at one and we'll see that, uh, oh, this person traveled in the same month. But they'll describe it as, uh, well, I had a group that was there. And then you look at another one. Oh, man, this one came in two minutes after that one. <laughs> uh, you know, And you can see that it's a campaign on behalf of this group. She probably or he probably told all their friends, like, let's all put bad reviews on there. So I sort of take it with a grain of salt. But at the end of the day, I ask myself, should I be the one having to do the investigative work here? Or should TripAdvisor and other sites like that be doing the investigative work? Well, I think as soon as you have uh, TripAdvisor or those kinds of platforms doing the work, you know, I think uh, I think organically, if you know, as I, as you said, you know, you might see that, but then you'll see the timing and you'll see a trend. So, uh, you know, I'd rather not have them um, potentially, you know, someone else going through and and. You know, I'd, I'd rather see the natural reviews, but I think the truth comes out in the long term. Well, do companies generally, is it your understanding that some companies uh, will just put positive reviews, ask their employees, okay, everybody go and put a positive review? Or, you know, I mean, is is that something that's becoming more prevalent? 
that does happen, or certainly, you know, good marketers would likely, you know, make sure that if uh, at a restaurant, if I was a restaurant owner and I know someone had a great experience, I'd definitely give them a card and say, can you please give us mm-hmm. a review, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it's human nature. We see this in research all the time. Typically, if people are happy, they, they aren't necessarily going to go and talk about it. They're more likely to talk about it if they've had a negative experience. Yeah, so word of mouth on the good experiences, I think. And then um, if you're really ticked off about something, you'll go online and just for blast sure. them, right? Although i got to tell you, and I do want to know what your tips are for looking at reviews, but I'll tell you what one, one of mine is. I don't care what the review says. I like to see what the response is. Yes. I like to see how a company handles mm. uh, a response. And oftentimes, especially with resorts where somebody claims something happened, a theft from the room or uh, a, a function that didn't go off the way it was arranged or whatever, when the general manager of the property takes the time to give a review and an explanation that, you know, well, we did fill out a report or you did actually cancel or that kind of thing, I like to sort of weigh up if I have a problem and maybe not this specific problem. How is the property going to handle that complaint? Yes, it is good marketing strategy to certainly be monitoring that all the time and make sure it's factual information mm-hmm. at a minimum. But, you know, you don't also don't want to engage either or argue, right? The, but make sure it's clarified and it's factual and what we did to respond to it. Because th- service yeah. is by humans, right? So things can happen. It's how you manage it. I think some of the, I, you talk about, you know, whether the general manager gets back to you or whomever it is. Mm. I, I oftentimes, it's just like a stock response, though. I, I find a lot of them don't. But that tells you a lot, up. too, right? It tells it you does, that they're yeah. not going to look into your problem. So, Donna, what would you suggest as far as, how, how can you tell fake reviews? What would you be the, the top few that you think that you can uh, spot them with? Well, I think you definitely have to look at more than one, always. So, because even if it's fake or not fake, you know, you could potentially have one disgruntled uh, customer, as we talked about. So, I say look at a number of them and look for trends. Mm. If if there's unhappy customers, more than one and, and many, then that's a flag. <laughs> You know, that's interesting because I would add to that and see if you agree. TripAdvisor, again, for example, you can look at all the reviews chronologically or you can select, I only want to read excellent reviews or I only want to read negative reviews, which, by the way, I don't recommend. (laughs) <laughs> because it's so depressing after after a time. You never go anywhere, <laughs> right? But I, you know, exactly. But I do find by segregating terrible reviews and seeing the trend that you're talking about, where uh, you know everybody complains about a specific thing, I have to ask myself. But does that bother me? If I mm-hmm. assume that it's true, does that bother me? Like a resort, exactly. yeah, like a resort that shares a beach with the public. Okay, mm-hmm. is that a problem? Mm-hmm. You know, so. I, you have to do a little research, right, or di- some digging. You can't just look at the stats and say, oh, they had 630 terrible reviews. You have to look at what the review was. Exactly. I, I do think it's important to read and, and not just read the ones they provide either, right? Uh, go and look at different sources and try to get as an objective 
you know, number and amount of reviews as you can. Donna, tell us about uh, paid influencers, these these people on, on social media who are, whether they're a celebrity or they could just be, you know, there's a company out there that likes the look of somebody and says, hey, you know what, uh, I want to give you this, you get 15% off, offer it to all your followers, that sort of stuff. We're seeing more and more and more of that, aren't we? Is that kind of a, well, I guess it is the next big trend. It's happening right now. It is happening right now. Yes, because of, you know, how how much social media is utilized and how it can, um, you know, impact so many people, mm-hmm. paid influences are definitely a strategy. And, and it's a whole business unto itself. We are starting to see, because it's used so much, that there's more regulations that are coming into that area. So a paid influencer has to specify that they you'll see on their reviews that it's, it specifies that they've been paid. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because you can buy articles in mm. local newspapers, mm-hmm. but you have to say this is a paid advertisement, mm-hmm. right? That's uh, did, right? Did those regulations come in as a result of Fire Festival, or were they, <laughs> I'm certain that was an influence, definitely, because that really is the epitome of a successful social marketing uh, media campaign. I- incredible, using almost exclusively these influencers, but it did draw into question how legal it is, right? That's right. That's yeah, right. it's it's funny too because you know uh, the other thing, and this is your area of expertise. Speaking of the fire festival, the way they grabbed everyone's attention mm-hmm. in the first place was to put on Instagram and other social media platforms a simple orange square. Yes, and it, it's just it's one of those things, right? Where when you're paging through your tweets or your Instagram posts, you tend to skip by them hundreds at a time, but an orange square catches your eye. It's as simple as that. Yes. Well, Sometimes look, simple is effective. Look at the Instagram egg the, this yep. past last week or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that got uh, more likes than any of the big, you know, stars. Yeah. And then we found out just on Super Bowl that it was a mental health awareness campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, too, with that particular example, as to whether or not it was always a mental health campaign. Or, or did they turn it into that? They turned it into that, realizing just how popular it mm. had become. Mm. You really have to be on top of this. This is the wave of the future. This is how companies will market their products, isn't it? Definitely. You know, it's strange, though, because sometimes I find, um, you know, Donna, I was, and, and, it, and it happens to a lot of, you know, different people. I was approached through Instagram not too long ago for two different things. One to sell jewelry for a company and the other one I laughed and laughed and laughed was for bathing suits and they're like, oh, take a look at, you know, come be a part. We want you to be a part of this, all this sort of stuff. And I looked at their site and thought there is no way like I'm a plus size girl there's no way that I match match your your profile so I couldn't wrap my head around why they were doing that and I thought maybe are they just you know you know scattering chicken feed yeah, and hoping shotgun, that, that uh, someone will, <laughs> that something will that someone you know, will stick or they'll say oh look at us we're inclusive because we have a plus size girl here you know well I think they probably uh, you know we can get so much information on customers through social media right? Right. So they probably have some sort, they did some research and 
uh, the types of uh, followers that you have mm. and the organizations you look at that, oh, this was this, and your, your age, et cetera, the information they can gather on you, oh, this is going to be part of our target market, and yeah. that's why they were targeting you with that. <laughs> so it's not me, it's my followers. That explains Interesting. it. <laughs> well, it could be your employment, too. Yeah, it could, well, be, it could yeah. have been a lot of different things, right? You, you so, know, let yeah. me just ask out of curiosity. I know we sort of morphed into a different topic here, but I'm interested in this. Is it, you know, better to have an influencer with, you know, to pay a half a million or a quarter of a million for a single Instagram post from a uh, Kardashian, or is it better to pay $10 to a million, you know, people with a few hundred followers? And I guess there's no easy answer to that. It really depends on your product and who your target market is, right? What is the most effective way? Because those the Kardashians are able to get uh, those those funds for you know being influencers. But again, it has to be the right fit and the right product. Mm. And we've seen examples recently of when it wasn't right. Oh, yeah. uh, didn't didn't we recently? Right? They were. Um, oh, I've just drawn a blank on the product that she, she, they just, they made a big deal about, they oh, were the spokesperson. Yeah, Kylie, right? oh, uh, was it Kylie? And Jenner. The, yeah, oh, yeah, the Jenner and the acne. The, that the, was yeah. it, yes. <laughs> the acne products, yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And again, you know, that's not probably, you know, a good fit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, would you, would you uh, I'm curious for your opinion on this as well. We've agreed that social media and, and these sort of things are the future form of advertising. Um, they're effective and they can get your message to an international market in a very short period of time, well, in a split second. But they're also a very dangerous weapon because you can destroy your reputation in a second as well. That's right. And that's why I'm saying that a legitimate company doesn't need to pay to have positive. If you're a, you know, a, a good organization and you really uh, focus on your customers, that's why you'll be successful. You won't need to pay people. And you know what? And I think for those so-called influencers at a low level, like for example, the people that have mm-hmm. approached me or you see- My daughter. Their, and your daughter yeah. as well. I think it's also very important to, when you're approached to make sure that you don't take it as, oh, look at they want you know, they want me to do something for you. You actually have to find out about the business, find out about their policies, mm-hmm. find out about their brand, all of that, because you can, again, you can hurt yourself. Sure. Exactly, quite your badly. personal brand. Yeah. And as an organization, too, right? Um, you know, what we teach our students here is uh, social media is important, but it's just another tool of good marketing strategy, right? You still need to have it consistent with whatever else you're doing. All righty. Donna Dumont, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks, you too. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.